This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. You're listening to MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. I'm Jay White. On today's show, we'll speak with fencing coach Dr. John Matthews. He'll instruct us on the difference between foil, saber, and other type of matches. And we'll talk about wheelchair fencing. I already have a lot of respect for that. Uh, we also will speak with Tom Martin and John Moody about cycling and bike riding in Mississippi. And the World Series is coming to South Haven, the Dizzy Dean Baseball World Series for guys six years old and up to 19. The commissioner of Dizzy Dean Baseball, Danny Phillips, will speak with us. It's all coming up on MPB's Season Pass right after the news on Think Radio. Welcome back. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. I'm Jay White here with producer Liz Gill and her maiden voyage of producing MPB's Season Pass. Thank you, Liz. You're welcome. Thank it's you. a maiden voyage, all right. <laughs> it is. Thank you for uh, uh, jumping on that for the team right there. Uh, all right, so today on the show, we'll speak with uh, Tom Martin and John Mooney about cycling and bike riding in Mississippi. And uh, the World Series of Baseball is coming to South Haven, the Dizzy Dean Baseball World Series for uh, youth players six years old up to 19. And the commissioner of Dizzy Dean Baseball, Danny Phillips, will speak with us about this weekend's games. Uh, I, I was a Dizzy Dean Baseball player when I was a kid. That's the league that we played in. We always... Uh, thought that we had uh, the one up on the other leagues because in Dizzy Dean you can lead off and um, steal bases, and you don't have to wait till the ball crosses the plate, just like uh, big grown up baseball. Steal bases and lead off, and so pitchers have to learn how to hold runners on. Um, we thought it was very cool. I'm sure coaches did not because sometimes that could be uh, uh, a, a hassle, a bit of a wreck, you might say. But first. We've invited onto the show fencing coach Dr. John Matthews. When he's not uh, when he's not coaching, uh, he's a professor emeritus of pharmacology at Ole Miss. Doc, thanks for coming on the show with us. How are you this morning? I'm great. Good morning. Good morning. We appreciate you coming in. How did uh, well? First off, can you tell us uh, the, the difference in the different uh, the, between the different types of matches that you can have? Yes, uh, there are three weapons that we fence with foil, epee, and saber, and the different kind of matches. Uh, when, we, when we do a competition, we do a seeding round, and then we do direct eliminations. The seeding round, like in any sport, determines where we place in the elimination table. Those are five-touch bouts, and, and we divide all of the fencers that are entered in the competition into pools of five to seven fencers per pool, and then everybody fences everybody else in the pool five touches, and, and the result of that determine your seed position for the elimination round, which is normally 15 touches. Very interesting. What, what, is, what is the culture like for the sport, uh, specifically here in the state of Mississippi? 
Well, there are there are basically three centers of fencing in the state right now. That's the Jackson area and Starkville area and Oxford. Very interesting. How did you get started in the sport? Well, I started when I was in college back in the 1960s. And uh, then I got away from fencing for a long time when I went to graduate school and there wasn't any fencing there and I was too busy to fool with it at that time <laughs> then a club got started at the old miss campus here in 1989 i decided to try it out again and been doing it ever since excellent if, if someone wanted to if somebody you know heard about it or read about it and wanted to get started um how much how much time do you need to be oh let me let me rephrase how much time do you wind up investing before you can be good at this and then you know maybe what are the first couple of steps that you have to take to get involved and get started in it well our, <clears throat> sorry our beginners normally are able to start at low level competition after two or three months of experience and, and, of course, the longer you fence, generally the better you get. Right. And anybody that's interested in starting, uh, each of the coaches in, in the state, and that's, again, Stockville and, and Jackson area and Oxford area, uh, are always willing to take on any new beginners that, that want to try it out. So you mentioned a, a club team. Is there, are, are, is there like a... a... I get a, a competitive level of college fencing that we have here in Mississippi. Uh, not right at this time. There, there are, there are parts of the country where where college fencing is is big, but uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to get anything going in the state of Mississippi so far. Yeah, it always seems like the, there's a a sport or two that always seems to be more important. Let me ask you about um, wheelchair fencing. This is something I've seen uh, before. I haven't seen it live, but I've watched it on television. This is a really impressive uh, thing because it, it, it requires, you know, a, a different kind of hand-eye coordination. Uh, if you will, tell me a little bit about that. Yes. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a pretty strong wheelchair fencing group in the Jackson area. They fence at the Methodist Reef. Sorry, Methodist Rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, when when they fence wheelchair, they they clamp the wheelchairs to the floor so they're not rolling around. And they have a they have a rack that they clamp them into, and they adjust the distance of how far the two fencers are apart based on their anatomy. Wow! And and the fencers are not allowed to leave the wheelchair while they're fencing. So let me ask you. I mean, that seems like. Um you know, part of your ability to, uh, I guess, defend is the ability to move back and forth for wheelchair fencers. How does that change your strategy? Well, they they can move their upper bodies back and forth. Yeah. And, and it's amazing how much they can move their upper bodies back and forth when you see them fencing. Uh, but, but, yes, it changes the strategy a lot because they can't move very far back. So it, it becomes much, much more of a defensive battle in that situation. Where can the where can fans or people in the public where could they watch fencing uh, in the state of Mississippi? Well, we have fencing at the Oxford Fencers Club, 
and uh, they also have fencing at the Ridgeland Club in, in the Jackson area, and they have fencing at Mississippi State University in the Starkville area. Gotcha. Have any folks from Mississippi kind of, um, I don't want to say broken out, but have they excelled to uh, national uh, skill type of levels? And I know this is, I mean, this is, I'm not exactly sure right now if it's an Olympic sport, but I know it has been in the past. It, it is an Olympic sport, and, and, and we have not had any Olympic-level fencers from Oxford, but we've had some that came very close to that level. I had a student several years ago at, at the University of Mississippi who who left here and, and immediately uh, became one of the top-ranked epay fencers in the country. Wow. For parents, let me ask you, and, and, and um, for parents who may be afraid that it's a, a dangerous sport or if you or, or you may get hurt or something like that, um, what would you say for parents who have that kind of concern or anything like that? Uh, that that's a very common concern, and, and, and potentially fencing could be very dangerous. But But the first thing that we teach when we teach beginners is how to fence safely, and we are extremely safety conscious. And I've been doing this since 1989 here in the Oxford area. And we have not had anybody significantly injured in that entire time. And and I, I expect that that trend will continue indefinitely. Are there any uh, major or big events in the state of Mississippi that, that you look forward to, your club, uh, that, that uh, the fencing culture of Mississippi looks particularly forward to? Well, we have the state games of Mississippi fencing competition in the summer. Uh, generally in June each year. We just did that last month. And we, uh, the Oxford Club hosted that competition this year. Dr. John... Was, oh, go ahead. It was totally open to the public. And uh, we had a lot of parents and friends and relatives come, but we didn't have a whole lot of other public people coming. Well, maybe we can get that word out. And I mean, it's it is it is it's fun to watch, and it it is especially live. It's one of those sports where, if you see it on TV, it's one thing, and you can see the skill uh, and the strategy that's involved. But it's another thing uh, to see it live. It's a completely different spectator event live than it is on television. Doctor John Matthews, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, he is a, uh, uh, when he's not uh, coaching fencing, uh, he is a professor emeritus of pharmacology at Ole Miss. And uh, very interesting. Mississippi does have a fencing culture. Don't hear about it a lot, of course. You know, in Mississippi, and if you're not college football, there's not a whole lot uh, of interest for anything, basically. I'm learning that more and more as the days pass. It is SEC Media Days this week, by the way for whatever that's worth. Uh, so uh, we appreciate Dr. John Matthews for coming on. Very, very good stuff right there. All right, coming up later on in the show, uh, we have uh, Tom Martin and John Mooney on the program to talk about cycling and bike riding in Mississippi. They'll be up next. They're here live in studio.
And a little bit later on in the show, the World Series of Baseball is coming to South Haven. The Dizzy Dean Baseball World Series for uh, guys ages uh, six years old to 19. The commissioner of Dizzy Dean Baseball, Danny Phillips, will speak to us about the World Series going on uh, in South Haven. They've been having that there for a while now. And we have some uh, weekend uh, sports and wellness events. And I'll tell you what happened. What was the was one of the lead stories in the Clarion Ledger in the newspaper 30 years ago this week? That's all coming up on MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. I'm Jay White. Thanks for listening on this Thursday morning. Coming up in just a little bit, uh, we'll have Danny Phillips, the commissioner of Dizzy Dean Baseball, the Dizzy Dean World Series for uh, ages uh, 6 to 19 is coming to South Haven. They have a bunch of uh, World Series and national tournaments uh, at the park there. So uh, looking forward to talking to him a little bit later on. When you were a kid, hopefully you were lucky enough to have a bike. I know I did. I think everybody on earth has a story of spilling off their bike and, and scratching themselves. I uh, still have scars <laughs> on my knees from when I fell off my bike. Right. Uh, scratches from head to toe. But it's also, it's not just for kids. It is a great exercise for adults. Uh, road cycling, mountain biking. I'd love to welcome to the show today uh, Tom Martin and John Moody to talk about cycling in Mississippi. Uh, uh, guys, thanks for coming in this morning. How are you? Very good. Well, very good. Thanks, thanks, for, having thanks for having us. Excellent. Tell us about your roles in cycling and, and what you do. I mean, both of you guys work uh, in the industry. Tell us about what, what you do and, and how you got started. Sure. Uh, well, I'm co-owner of Indian Cycle Fitness and Outdoor, and uh, I got started in the bicycle business uh, in 1973. Mm-hmm. Uh, my partner and I uh, started, uh, we were practicing pharmacists. I was an overweight uh, pharmacy student uh, that was needing some exercise, and my partner, Jim Ballard, was an uh, active cyclist, one of the first uh, enthusiasts uh, on to even own a uh, multi-speed European-style bicycle. So, uh, Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, purchased it. Actually, he purchased it from Indian Cycle from uh, Ms. Helen Gaskin, who was the you know, owned Indian Cycle for many, many years. But uh, Jim got me involved in cycling, uh, uh, and it became a passion. And he and I, after I graduated from uh, pharmacy school, we, we worked together uh, as hospital pharmacists, and we were able to, uh, we had a, worked a four-day on, four-day off type week, and in our off days, we were cycling and carrying on. And uh, in 73, the bike boom 
started. It was the first uh, time uh, Americans had seen 10-speed yeah. bicycles, you know. And uh, one thing led to the other, and we uh, opened up a, 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 a our business and have been doing it ever since and having a great time at it. Excellent. That's Tom. John, how did you get in? Uh, I started, my, my dad was always a big runner, and uh, he did a triathlon on a dare. <laughs> and I was nine, so I wanted to be like dad. So uh, I, I signed up for a little kid's triathlon, and I was hooked and raced triathlon for a while, you know, which was swimming, cycling, and running. And yeah. uh, started to get competitive, uh, got a stress fracture in my right foot, on a boot. But since, you know, those cycling shoes have a solid, you know, sole, um, you know, it kind of, I could still ride my bike with my stress fracture and then got hooked on How about road that? cycling specifically. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. All right, guys, tell me a little bit. We'll start with you, Tom, here uh, about um, the sport in Mississippi. What are the uh, some of the different competition events, uh, classifications, divisions, or just ways to get into it if, if you're somebody who wants to, to get active like, like you, kind of like your story? Well, we uh, we do have uh, quite a variety of uh, cycling uh, sports in Mississippi. Uh, we divide them into three categories, actually four for even uh, one being just road cycling. We call it uh, mountain biking, uh, triathlon, which is involves a cycling component, and then uh, there's a BMX uh, sport also in the state, and those have been active, uh, you know, since the well, the road cycling was going on when we started in the business seventy three. BMX followed, mountain biking followed, and then the triathlon uh, sports uh, evolved from that. So we've been involved in it ever since from '73, and uh, from so a standpoint of the BMX, is that like racing basically? Yeah, uh, yeah BMX. You know, it's a it's mostly a juvenile mm-hmm. sport, but there are some what we call them BMX dads that come out and and race too. But uh, BMX uh, racing is a uh, generally done on a twenty inch wheel bike, probably mm-hmm. like the bike one of the first bikes you probably rode. Yeah. Uh, and it is a closed circuit dirt track, uh, a lot of jumps and a lot of berms and stuff. So it's it's a it's a uh, the race probably each event probably lasts thirty forty five seconds. It's just a r- real intense, you know, sprinting sprint yeah. type thing. You yeah. Know? Uh, road. I'll let John tell you about road and uh, mountain biking. But uh, uh, fortunately, we do have a lot of competitive events. But most people uh, in the state are cyclists or what we call. Uh, fitness cyclists, pleasure cyclists, they're out there to, you know, number one reason most people buy a bicycle to start with is for fitness, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, those folks like to do these tours, which are a non-competitive event. Uh, they, you know, they vary in lengths anywhere from three miles to what we call a century ride, which is a 100-mile ride. Metric century is 62. So there's a lot of those events, not only in the state, but across the nation. So there's lots, you know, lots of activities people can get involved in. All right, John, tell us a little bit about a little bit more about, you know, competitions, activities that you do. Specifically. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's it's it's cycling such a cool sport because it's dynamic that within just riding a bike, there's so many different, you know, different types of competition. Yeah. You know, it's it's not just, you know, what you see on TV where. Uh, you know, they're just slogging out on on the road for five hours at a time. You know, there's there's so many different sorts of racing. You know, there's time trials. There's there's road racing like the Tour de France you see. Uh, 
there's time trials where it's just you on your bike against the clock and then at the end of the day they just compare times yeah um my my favorite kind of racing though is uh what's called a criterium mm-hmm. um and usually those are held in in a downtown area um and they'll basically shut down a one mile block um and then you just race all out for an hour um and those are fun to watch because you know it's nascar on bikes they're coming around every you know minute or so and that sounds fun yeah yeah you know they're hitting you know you'll you'll go into a a, you know 90 degree corner at you know close to 30 miles an hour on a bike so you know there's always a little bit of crash crashing you know it's it's (laughs) it's fun to watch you know they usually have music going and it's you know it's It's high energy yeah Yeah. i mean it's it's fun to watch and there's all sorts of you know youtube channels where they have these you know gopros on and you can watch you know right criterium racing so how many of those have you done in mississippi Oh, I don't, I don't know. Right now, there's not a ton of them. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's a few uh, uh, that are on the way um, that yeah. are coming up. Um, there's a, a couple new teams um, that have started, and they want, you know, they want to kind of highlight the Criterium style racing. Yeah, but it seems like there would be a lot of great places in Mississippi where you could just race around the downtown square. Oh, there's so many cool yeah, little, like old school downtown squares, and mm-hmm. you know, well, yeah, we you know, we hosted an, uh, uh, an event in nineteen well, in two thousand. It's called the Tour de Fleur, and right? That was a uh, 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 well. It, the Tour de France started and culminated really in 2000, but uh, the last year that we had the event, the Criterium, uh, was held in downtown Jackson, and we started uh, the route uh, encompassed uh, Capitol Street, State Street, and we, we had, a, like I say, John said, a Criterium Norm, you have to have a, a, a distance of less than a mile. But we had this exciting uh, race and that drew national cyclists yeah. from all all over and um, in fact some of them wound up going on to the, being Tour de France winners and stuff but uh, it, this particular event that John would participate in we had 150 cyclists on a half you know one mile type circuit involving about uh, i think we had eight or ten turns 90 degree turns i'm talking about and these guys would take these turns at 20 25 miles an hour yeah and the people stand on the corners their hair would be blown back when those guys come around the corner <laughs> right I mean, you're talking about yeah, so the, the spectators got as much excitement out of it i think as the cyclists did but uh i bet yeah but uh since then uh sponsorship uh due to the economy and so so forth has been uh, a little hard to come by and some of so some of the events have not uh, uh continued but yeah we're trying to build up on that and that's a shame and that was a that was a a, a big deal i know in central mississippi and, and oh yeah, a very big very big deal yeah, yeah um i'm going to chime in i remember when they had the olympic trials uh have, for cycling uh, also, here in jackson uh, events uh uh, well, we just had an event this past weekend. It was the uh, Mississippi State Games mountain bike event, and that's an event, the State Games of Mississippi. We've been uh, doing those since 1991, and that's an annual event. And we, in the mountain bike section, we had 85 participants that uh, came from all over the state to participate in this mountain bike event we, he- we held up at the Ridgeland Trails, which is a great facility that's uh, uh, maintained by the Tri-County Mountain Bike Association. Great, great. What kind of, um, uh, it, it seems to me like uh, more municipalities have made an effort to, um, 
what's the best way plan to to plan development with room for for cyclists uh, uh, walkers things like that and there's yeah. there's some place like I know Jackson uh, specifically uh, when it was developed mostly in the 1950s and early 60s that was kind of a thing that was you know, the ability to walk or bike somewhere was almost kind of like forgotten about and skipped. But some of the newer Tupelo is one. A lot of the suburbs of Gulfport and Biloxi on the coast oh, are uh, really good at developing this this kind of the, well, the space. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, it's really a quality of life, you know, yeah. type stuff. And uh, people coming into a, a municipality, you know, they want to find out where the school, best schools are, churches, you know, shopping, and uh, recreation facilities. And so it's very important for uh, cities to incorporate places where people can ride their bikes. And you'll see throughout uh, central Mississippi here now, uh, we have Ridgeland has, like I said, they, they have this mountain bike facility. They have uh, trails cycling trails that are paved trails yeah. system that uh, incorporates uh, 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 linking with the reservoir trail system. Uh, uh, there's you know, a lot of the, uh, the cities recognize the need for safe cycling venues. And, you know, money's tight, but uh, they continue to make them. So we talked um, earlier about cycling and then mountain biking. What's the difference between the two? Um, One sounds more difficult. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't don't be intimidated <laughs> oh, no. by, by mountain biking. It's, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we live in Mississippi, so mm. it's not like you know you're out in Colorado where you're going to be <laughs> right. climbing a you know huge mountain. It's it's more like you know hill biking. But uh, n- essentially, uh, mountain biking, uh, as we call it, uh, is is riding on on dirt trails off road. Gotcha. In the woods, in yeah, the great in, Mississippi woods, mm-hmm, yeah. in the woods, and and. Uh, so you don't really have to deal with cars, which is nice. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, there's there's a few great trails around the area. There's one over in uh, Brown's Landing on the reservoir. Um, there's the Ridgeland Trails, um, which are phenomenal. That's run by uh, uh, TCMBA. Um, Butts Park in yeah. the south uh, and near Clinton and yeah. Jackson uh, is uh, another system. And uh, uh, had Hasbury has a great uh, system, Meridian. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a, a lot of venues for people to want to road ride. What we call off road. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. And I would guess, I would imagine, you know, Mississippi. Uh, it's different. We have um, we have some, you know, really lush areas. We yeah. have some uh, absolutely oh, flat delta areas mm-hmm. at the hill country up in the northeast part of the state. Yeah, we 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 have a cycling heaven here. If you pick your roads and that's the that's the key uh unfortunately we've had you know as i'm cycling uh, participants increase and in traffic increases right. sometimes the mix uh, can be a little uh, herring so, so to speak <laughs> but uh, you know if you pick your place and your time uh, you can have a great safe experience absolutely and every time i'm on the coast i see people biking on the beach yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. a that's not a bad view no no not a bad view <laughs> and then uh, like i say there's uh, so many nice country roads to explore and get right. out on and fact this uh, event coming up uh, that we've had this will be the 10th anniversary of the bike blues and bayous ride in greenwood mississippi and greenwood is hosting this ride and it's become the largest 
uh, uh, road cycling, not not a competitive event, it's a non-competitive event, but mm-hmm. we call it a tour when it's not a, uh, so, so to speak, a race. Uh, but it has become the largest uh, event in the state. Last year, uh, we had uh, right at uh, 950 riders from uh, all over the state and from across the nation. And this year, they will be uh, the, celebrating their 10th anniversary, and I know we'll be going over 1,000 uh, riders there, which is huge for Mississippi. Yeah, that's a big deal. If if somebody wants to get um, started, if they hear this, or if it's something that they've wanted to do and they've just put it off for whatever reason, and now they want they want to go when when they when you get started, what's the first thing you need to do? Well, uh, besides having uh, the correct uh, bicycle or event, you know, if they want to contact, you know. Somebody to to help steer them in this, in direction. You know, uh, we're, we 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 that's what we do. That's one. That's our service. Our payback to the community. Mm-hmm. Our involvement in cycling at all levels. In fact, we uh, Indian Cycle host uh, events. We sponsor teams. You know, uh, in fact, John's the team manager for our elite road and mountain bike and triathlon team. You know, we have a few select individuals that uh, that uh, participate and represent us in events across the state and outside the state. Uh, so they can contact us, uh, you know, USA Cycling, which John is uh, a member of, and uh, our state organization is in association with Louisiana. We have a combined uh, organization that's sanctioned by USA Cycling, which mm-hmm. is a national body. John can tell you about it, about that. Yeah, uh, so for it's called Lambra. Um, which is Louisiana and Mississippi Bicycle Racing Association. So there you go. Lambert's a little bit easier to say. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm, uh, it's just lambra.org. Um, okay. And you can get plugged in there, and it's got a directory of a lot of races, and any race that's uh, USAC sanctioned is on there. Um, and that's got a lot of links um, to your local clubs. Um, you know, if you want to get plugged in with a club, um, it's also the easiest way, you know, throughout Mississippi is just, you know, find your local bike shop. You know, we're here in Jackson, um, but go in. I mean, that's every shop is more than willing to, uh, to right. point you. And I think that may the be right the direction. thing, like if you if you feel like you're a noob and you're going into a shop with all this really high tech specialized equipment that that may be intimidating. But that's not well, the case. No, that's not the case. In fact, you know, most uh, most people who get into cycling, like I said, because of their uh, fitness Mm-hmm. Desire, right? You know? And then as they become somewhat more fit, then they're aware of these uh, different events, and uh, so that exposure leads them maybe to okay, I want to try try my hand at a time trial or something. So, uh, none, you know, we're you know we we steer we we're sensitive to people uh, coming in the shop and not being intimidated by you know mm-hmm. yeah. equipment and stuff. So uh, we try to answer any question, you know, help people get picked the right bike. Uh, John's a professional fitter, so, uh, you know, if you have issues with even your bike you ride around a neighborhood, if it's not comfortable, you have an issue with a hand problem or a neck problem or yeah. a seat problem, you know, sometimes that can be resolved by just uh, having a professional look at you and say, okay, I need to raise that seat up a little bit or lower a little bit or whatever. So That's important, here. yeah. Oh, yeah, if you... Number one thing, if you're not comfortable on that bicycle, you you, you don't want to ride it. Yeah. You know, and that's 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 our job is to see that you get the right equipment and and set up right on it. So yeah. that's what we do. 
All right, uh, for folks who uh, want to contact y'all, Indian Cycle, Indian Cycle. Uh, Fitness and Outdoor in Central Mississippi, how do they get in touch with you guys? Uh, uh, we're on uh, 677 South Pear Orchard Road in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Our uh, phone number, and, and we have a website, which yeah. John, again, that's another one. He's, he's our webmaster. So. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Yeah, so. he does a lot of things. So it's uh, uh, Indian Cycle Fitness. Dot com mm-hmm. uh, and, and also on Facebook. our phone number six zero one nine five six eight three eight three and uh, you can Google us and I'm sure find us uh, right. quick. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll put that uh, information up uh, well, with the uh, audio on demand and podcast of uh, the show here today for folks who want to check that out. All right, uh, uh, John Mooney and Tom Martin, thank you guys for coming in, telling us about uh, the the. The biking and cycling culture in here in Mississippi. Oh, yeah, talk about it all the time. I like to appreciate it. I'd like to come back. Absolutely, we'll <laughs> yeah. do it again. Very good. All right, we'll take a break here. It is July in Mississippi, but it's World Series time. The Dizzy Dean World Series is uh, in South Haven this year. When we come back from the break here, we'll speak with Dizzy Dean Baseball Commissioner Danny Phillips. That's coming up. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with producer Liz Gill. I'm Jay White. We appreciate you listening this morning. We're about to speak with Dizzy Dean Commissioner Danny Phillips. The Dizzy Dean Baseball uh, Organization is playing its World Series in South Haven. It'll start Friday, and it will run through next Thursday, July the 20th at Snowden Grove Park in South Haven. And Snowden Grove has hosted a ton of baseball and softball events over the years. And uh, we welcome Commissioner Phillips to the show now. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Uh, doing well. We appreciate your time this morning. Tell us about your role uh, as the commissioner of Dizzy Dean Baseball. Well, my role as commissioner is it's a very high-paying job. <laughs> uh, you know, we're totally it's a totally volunteer organization, and uh, we started many years ago. Uh, uh, sort of, we broke away from Dixie Youth Baseball, and it was uh, uh, totally Mississippi happening at that time, and we became Dizzy Dean Baseball. Uh, basically in a, a senior World Series in Starville, Mississippi, when uh, Mr. William Earl Taylor's wife uh, was a good friend of Pat Dean. This was after Dizzy, Dean, Dizzy had died, and uh, she made the comment that she thought this would be something Dizzy would have liked his name to be a part of, and she offered to let us use Dizzy's name uh, 
with this organization. At that time, we just played seniors, uh, which is our oldest age group. And since that time, we've grown to uh, have baseball now for boys and girls, 5 through 19. The only stipulation Miss Dean put on us is that uh, we would uh, – uh, serve Coca-Cola, and that the official <laughs> that the, the official song of Dizzy Dean Baseball would be the Wabash Cannonball by Dizzy's best friend Roy Acuff. So yeah. we've we've lived up to her request, and we've been Dizzy Dean Baseball ever since. Now, what is the difference between uh, the Dizzy Dean organization and some of the other different organizations? There's a handful of them that uh, participate and offer a platform for youth uh, to play organized baseball. Well, we're more localized in the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're sort of a, uh, a, a, a an in-between between the select travel ball type thing and recreational baseball. We believe uh, strongly that uh, baseball, is a, baseball and softball is a community event. We believe in trying to keep kids in their community playing ball in their community, and we believe that baseball and softball is an event for every child in your community regardless of of the talent of the child. But now we do also offer at the end of that season tournament play for children, for kids, it is for us the World Series and state tournaments and that type of things. And as far as the format and the play, we feel like that the, the specifics of the playing of the game that Dizzy Dean offers, we feel like we have probably one of the better ones out there. We play uh, regular uh, Major League Baseball type with stealing and uh, I have to hold the runner on, drop third strike, have to throw the batter out in most of our age groups, and it's uh, much different than maybe uh, Little League or some of the other formats. But uh, we have a, a tremendous amount of following and are growing uh, each year. That's what I'm talking about. I, I I told our producer Liz at the beginning of the show, I played at, a, at Dizzy Dean Park when I was a kid, and, and we thought, uh, and in Jackson at that time, I think most of the parks were Dizzy Dean parks. There were a couple that were uh, a Little League or maybe uh, Dixie Youth or something like that. But um, we thought we had an advantage on everybody because we played, quote, unquote, real baseball. And uh, we may or may not have rubbed that in on people, regardless of whether we won at tournaments or not. Well, that's And that's sort of the way we feel. <laughs> we feel like we play real baseball. Yeah. And we don't have we don't have thirteen year olds pitching from forty feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Very good stuff right there. All right. So uh the World Series is in South Haven, uh Snowden Grove Park, um, which is a, a phenomenal facility and it's hosted a bunch of tournaments over the years. Uh on, I say it like it's been around for forever. But um tell us a little bit about uh the, the venue and why you picked it. Well we've we felt like years ago, we felt like that, uh, you know, Little League had been so uh, successful with Williamsport, and we wanted to sort of try our hand at creating a home base for Dizzy Dean Baseball and Softball, and South Haven approached us with what their plans were to building the facility in South Haven. And, you know, with us being a predominantly Southeastern Conference organization, you know, our state, our footprint, South Haven was pretty much uh, a central location for us. Uh, The majority of our teams are in Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and Tennessee, with Georgia being our largest state. And it's not a very hard drive for anybody uh, in those states to get to us. And South Haven offered 
uh, a unique opportunity for us to come to Snowden Grove. And we've now been there, I think, almost, uh, I guess, 18, 19 years. And it has been a good marriage. Uh, uh, I look forward to us continuing that relationship in South Haven. And we're getting ready to roll out the uh, starting softball today at Greenbrook and we'll have teams rolling in here tomorrow uh, tomorrow to begin play Saturday and uh, uh, several age divisions and then the eight-year-olds come in next Wednesday and another whole group coming in the following week. Now I don't want to I don't want to have too much of the of the the focus on baseball so if you will tell us a little bit about softball and and maybe what what the different as the commissioner, if there's a of a different kind of focus that you have to, if there is at all, to to put on the softball as opposed to the baseball. Well, the softball was something that we started uh, not too many years ago, and it sort of became something that uh, we felt like was a need in our parks. You know, we offered baseball, and everybody kept saying, "Well, we don't have anything for the girls." So we ran a pilot program uh, some years back here in Mississippi. And then we expanded it to the whole organization, and we now have the DGD World Series for girls there in South Haven. And I I I tell people all the time, if I'd realized the concession sales and souvenir sales that little girls and mamas do for their their little girls years ago, I'd have been in softball many years before I got into baseball. Because, you know, little boys want a T-shirt, but a little girl wants a cup and a hair barrette and, you know, everything in the world. So... Little girl softball is an exciting event, you know, and I sort of got humored a little bit listening to um, your previous guest talking about mountain bike racing and cycling and the difference. And that's sort of like fast pitch softball, you know, fast yeah. pitch softball is a scary situation. <laughs> but then I keep telling people all the time, I said, that's nine year old little girls. <laughs> you know, it's, it's how fast a little nine year old girl can throw the, the, throw the softball. So it's, it's sort of a, uh, uh, it's, it's not as fast as you think, but we have some tremendous teams. We have 50, 41 teams playing in South Haven today from our states, and we're looking really forward to it. All right, uh, where all? What are some of the? the I know you have Dizzy Dean uh, organizations all over the place, but what are some of the the bigger uh, places in Mississippi that that folks can get involved with Dizzy Dean baseball specifically? Well, we're predominantly from Jackson North. Uh, mm-hmm. Starville is one of our bigger programs. Uh, uh, South Haven is naturally a big program. We have Hernando Horn Lake uh, up in this area, but we have a lot of uh, uh, a larger programs. Louisville, Mississippi, uh, Batesville. Uh, uh, the majority of our teams are from uh, Jackson North. <laughs> All right. So uh, for folks who uh, – is there an admission fee to to get into the park? And if, uh, if for the, the different age groups, if folks want to come out to uh, Snow and Grove Park in South Haven well, and watch do. some of the World Series, how, how do they uh, get involved? Seven dollars is seven dollars admission a day. Uh, that that gets you admission to the park, and they start playing every day at nine o'clock. Uh, we have age groups uh, this week from uh, uh, seven year old through sixteen, and then we have little girls from six through nineteen. And uh, uh, next week we will come in and we will have six through uh, 18. And uh, uh, that year, our little boys will start on Wednesday. 
All right, good stuff. I know a lot of people are looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun, uh, and uh, some kids are going to have a great time, and it's probably going to be three or four people to take it too seriously. I guess that just comes well, with know, the... <laughs> the deal last night. That we had the opening ceremonies last night. That's the biggest. That's the biggest part of the event. Yeah, you know, we have an opening ceremonies to where we have the Snowden Grove Amphitheater, which is just a tremendous facility there at Snowden Grove Park, and uh, we line the kids up and bring them out like rock stars and. They throw candy and water balloons and everything in the world off at their parents and <laughs> line them up and have a fireworks show. And it's it's like they're all little superstars. And uh, that's the big thing. You know, we feed them pizza and free pizza and free Cokes and throwing candy and water balloons. It's a great event and a great day. And it's a big deal for the parents and the kids. All right, Commissioner Danny Phillips with Dizzy Dean Baseball. We appreciate your time this morning. We appreciate you letting us in on it, and we'd love to see you up here. All right, absolutely. Have Good stuff. Again. All right, thanks thank a lot. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Danny Phillips, the Dizzy Dean Baseball Commissioner. And uh, there, uh, he said he talked about the uh, opening ceremonies last night. Today starts the World Series through July 20th at baseball and softball at Snowden Grove Park in South Haven. Good stuff right there. And like I said, I, I'm I kind of uh, uh, I'm a Dizzy Dean alumni. So. I kind of it, it it has my heart a little bit, and every time the and I, I you know every time the Little League World Series comes on, I'm like ah, pfft, yeah. but then I and I watch it because it's fun to watch on TV. So anyway, all right, I'm gonna get off of that. Uh, should we take our last break or should we just go right on through? What do you say, Liz Gill, brand uh, new producer? Oh uh, well, get to make all the decisions I'll, now. I'll make the decision. We'll just cruise on through right. and uh, hear about all the wonderful things going on around our state this weekend all right so we do have uh we do have some uh stuff uh they have they're having a spike at night grass volleyball tournament uh this is going at uh, unique life church uh, old Kent road in madison mississippi in madison county participants wear glow-in-the-dark attire uh, for the grass volleyball tournament it features glow-in-the-dark equipment and four-person teams with divisions for people of all ages and skill levels. How about that? Glow-in-the-dark volleyball. I'm all about the accoutrements uh, and the uh, the venues for sporting events. If it if it's glow-in-the-dark or has sparkles, <laughs> I, I would be one of those softball girls who want the matching sunglasses and the hair bow. There you go. Well, absolutely. I, the 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 chance, especially for the well, I should say for everybody, and that's not just for softball. I shouldn't I shouldn't corner that. There's there's baseball. I, I, I coached a junior varsity baseball team at a school last year, and man, we ran into some people. I mean, these are young adults that are in base in the dugouts doing chants and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what are you eight? Come on. I'm, I am eight. I am the wave. I am. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I, I one like, thing for fans, but yes. in the dugout oh, doing, right. doing, I don't know. I, and you can't even, I, but anyway, it, it got on our nerves, and I guess that's the point. <laughs> right. Anything to annoy the opposing it teams. It got under my skin, and, and so win for them. Uh, but that is, uh, if you'd like to uh, get in on this, msvolleyball.com, msvolleyball.com, or you can call 601 572 Seven zero five two six zero one five seven two seven zero five two. Also, free health and wellness event uh, coming up uh, tomorrow, eleven a.m. to one p.m. at the Hilton Garden Inn uh, on West Capitol Street in uh, Jackson. Uh, dietitian and author Rebecca Turner and Ebony Cooper 
the proprietor and operator of uh, Body by Ebony Personal Training are the speakers. Participants there will receive customized guidance on uh, healthy and sustainable exercise activities. It's a free event. Very, very cool. Uh, so uh, for, the, for more information there, call 601-353-5464, 601-353-5464, and uh, you can search that up on Facebook and find it there. You can probably find uh, Rebecca Turner's Facebook page. Yeah, probably there. a lot of our listeners are familiar with her from our MPB television, Healthy and Fit. That's right. That's right. And you could probably search um, Body by Ebony, personal training, and find it there as well on Facebook. So good stuff there. Um, so, uh, what your thoughts on uh, producing the first show? What do you think? It's been pretty good. I, I really want to bring to Mississippi. I know we have tons of football, and I am one of the biggest football fans. Uh, <laughs> you know, go around. I I give everybody a hard time. Poor Sam Wells, uh, uh, the the predecessor here. Uh, he was Ole Miss, but uh, I was not Ole Miss. So uh, I would give him a hard time, especially at football season. But uh, there's so many events, so many sports. There's a wide world of sports, one might say, that uh, I, you know we'd like to bring to Mississippi, popularize, let folks know that they could go watch a saber match. You That's know, right. Yeah. That that sounds very interesting to me, and and also ways to get people just up and going, way to uh, encourage them to mountain bike. I mean, dirt bike. Oh. I think I think I may I may need a trip. I, when he was talking about the Ridgeland Trails, I was just thinking about those paved trails mm-hmm. that are by the reservoir. But uh, going through the trees, I mean, that's uh, that would be a, a fun a, a way to get exercise. I'm I'm not about the treadmill. So if there's a way to get exercise <laughs> in a pleasant environment, that's the first thing I thought of. You know, when you're biking outside, a lot of times that's a way for people to get away and just offers you a chance to think. You know, and you're outside and you're in nature and hopefully, depending on how close to, to the city you are, it's quiet and it just allows you to think and or not think, depending on that. Sometimes when our kids are gone, I'll uh, look over at my wife and I'll be like, you hear that? She'll be like, no, exactly. <laughs> That's my joke. Hey, uh, 30 years ago today uh, in the Clarion Ledger, um, uh, Butch John, who's uh, uh, no longer with us, but was a, a, a legendary sports writer here in the state of Mississippi. He spoke with Boo Ferris uh, about um, the one time that he was selected to the All-Star game. In the, in, and it was in 1946, a game he did not play in. But um, he almost got into the game. And it's interesting because you know, I, I, I don't think the plans were for him really to play, but he almost got in. Here's what he said. The closest I got to getting in was in the first inning. Um, Bob Feller, of course, Hall of Fame pitcher for the Yankees, one of the best strikeout artists of all time, got into trouble in the first inning with the bases loaded. So they called for me to warm up. So Ferris is up and he's throwing in the first inning down in the bullpen of the All-Star game. And he says, that then uh, Bob struck out the next two batters and I sat back down and that was it. Thinking about it, it's still hard to believe that I might have relieved somebody like Bob Feller. That would have been something. That was his only all-star appearance, 1946, a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. And ultimately, he never played in the all-star game, though he is uh, a revered former uh, major league pitcher, a revered former Red Sox, former Delta State baseball coach, and now has uh, the Outstanding uh, Collegiate Baseball Player of the Year Award handed out by the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame, named in his honor. 
Boo Ferris. Interesting stuff there. 30 years ago today, uh, July 13th, 1987. That was one of the headlines in the Clarion Ledger. Great time today. Thanks to uh, all of our guests. We had uh, Tom Martin and John Mooney on talking talking about cycling in Mississippi. Uh, We had Dr. John Matthews talking about uh, fencing in Mississippi. And then we rounded it out with the Dizzy Dean Baseball Commissioner, Danny Phillips. Go check out the World Series happening this week. Snowden Grove Park in South Haven. That's it for